Welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. Lisa, we're back. We are back. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've got a really fun idea to talk about. And it really came out of something that you said to me. I was on the airplane just this past week, flying back from San Francisco after a workshop with clients. And we got to talking about something that kind of transpired over the last couple of months. And it really hit me. It was so profound. So why don't you kind of kick us off and we'll, we'll kind of walk into this conversation today. Wait a minute. What are we talking about? What did I tell you? <laughs> Come on. You know, we're talking about frustration. I've been been a little frustrated over the last six months, a little bit, right? Maybe some things that people don't know, but, you know, just walking through some different frustrations in my own life. And in our business life, and in Most our business, specifically our business specifically life. in our business life, because we work together. Um, you just had some great insights that I, w- that I thought was super profound. And I kind of thought it would help a lot of people for us just to have a conversation. Right. So, you know, something that you've said, and I don't know if it originated with you or you just picked it up from someone really wise, is that we don't have people problems, we have process problems. And first, can you kind of explain that concept? Yeah, because a lot of times if we can just fix the process, right? Because people people can work a process, but many times like we get mad at people or frustrated with people when really it's a systems error. It's a systems issue, but yet we're so focused on that person and so frustrated with that person that I don't think we're kind of blind to like, the process or the the systems issues that are really at play. Can you kind of give an example of that? Well, so for example, maybe I'm really frustrated with a certain assignment that a team member does. And it may be something that I've delegated, but really I'd never gave them the steps. We never really discovered the steps. Mm-hmm. And so we really kind of put them in an unfair position because, because we're we're talking kind of going back to the delegation that we've talked about recently is yeah, the, the, pro- the process of delegation on um, in giving this particular person um, an assignment just was maybe faulty. Right. Where I expect them to read my mind or expect them to do it exactly how I want them to do it. And then I'm so mad at the person that I'm almost blind to like the process or what's kind of going on beneath or under the surface. Right. And that, that has, that has all kinds of emotions kind of tied up with that. And, you know, so yes, we often have faulty processes. A lot of times what we're dealing with are faulty processes. Sometimes it's uh, maybe a person isn't properly trained, but more often than not, it's a combination and maybe someone needs more training. Maybe we need more training, but oftentimes it's the process and how we walk things through that, actually gives us problems. And so there's really kind of three parts to this, three parts to dealing with the frustration when we have a process or a situation that's not really working. And so Dennis, you know, talk about how frustration has affected you in this, in this situation where, you know, you think something's happening, you want something to happen. And for some reason, it's not happening. Well, for for sure, Lisa, it's like I, I lose my peace and I lose my joy, mm-hmm. and and those are probably like the two main things. And then, you know, we say this all the time. It's like when you're in the emotion, it's just like you're on drugs. So uh, let's just think about somebody on drugs, right? When somebody's on drugs, they just don't think straight. 
right? They might say the wrong thing, you know, make some wrong decisions. And I think when you get into that emotion, it's like when you're emotionally connected to the issue, your focus is fuzzy, your cloudy, your clarity is always cloudy. And so what happens is, is you not only lose your peace and your joy and sort of some of the, the fun in what you do, but then you also stop making really logical decisions. And maybe you don't come up to, with the solution f- really as fast as you could if you can't first step out of that emotion of frustration. And so I know for me, when I get in that, I mean, it's telling me a story. It's telling me somewhere, somehow I've lost that peace. I've lost that joy. And it's really my responsibility to get it back. Nobody can cause me to lose my peace or joy. Um, it's like something that's got to happen internally. And oftentimes when something like this happens and things are just not getting done with your team or things are just not getting done in your organization, you just assume that you have the wrong person in that position. And it's not necessarily that that person is in the wrong position. It could be that number one, your processes are faulty, but it also could be that you as the higher up, you as the boss, the CEO, whatever position you are, maybe you've just got some internal things that you've got to deal with. And I think that's first kind of the key, right? And, and the thing that you shared with the, with me that was so powerful is like just dealing with my own stuff first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before you fire that person and find somebody else to do the job, which, you know, honestly, if it's a problem with you or a problem with the process, it doesn't matter how many warm bodies you throw at that position. It's never going to get fixed until you fix the root of it. And so you need to first fix that. And then also, as long as you're going to be frustrated over what's going on in that part of the organization, it's you, you can change the people and change your employees and change your team as often as you want. But for some reason, it's somehow just going to keep surfacing. And that reason is that that wasn't really the issue and that wasn't the root cause. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've seen this in a lot of the organizations that we've worked with is that they kind of had the same problem over and over again. Right. And I think we're, we're always teaching what we know, but we produce who we are, which is why if we're going to grow an organization, uh, we got to first grow ourselves. I mean, the mandate is to grow ourselves and grow those around us. And then by nature, the organization will grow. But if we're having the same problem over and over again, uh, I would just encourage you to stop looking at people and kind of look at ourselves. And going, you know, what am what am I doing now? Now, listen. When you said this to me, I don't, I, and I remember it on the plane. I was like, okay, well, why was I really frustrated? And I kind of broke it down, and I thought, you know, I'm really frustrated because I'm afraid. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty powerful. I was like, I'm afraid of, you know, things not happening, or afraid of us dropping the ball, or, and I just had these fears, and I thought, well, I've got to deal with this fear first. Right. Because these fears, this being afraid of these situations, they could come out in a multitude of circumstances. Well, and I even thought about most of my frustrations are based in fear. Hmm. And I think a lot of times that people will look out at their lives and go, why am I really frustrated? There's probably some kind of underlying fear that's really driving it. And I think as leaders, if we're going to have a drama-free lifestyle, uh, we got to deal with us first. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we can't step out and try to like fix other people or solve other issues. And I, I don't think you can fix people anyways, but right. We'll leave that to the professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But we first got to deal with ourselves, deal with this own fear. And I've seen this working with a lot of leaders and by golly, Lisa, I saw it myself. 
Yeah. And so, so going back to this statement, we don't have a people problem. We have a process problem. Great. hundred percent, probably true. So let's talk about when we have a faulty process or when things aren't going right and we aren't throwing warm bodies at the problem, but we're actually going through and looking at the process. Let's peel back that onion just a little bit farther. And before we fix the process, first thing we go through and we deal with our own frustration and fear. Us as the leaders or the CEOs or the boss, who, why, what, what's going on that is causing this fear, that's causing this frustration? What's going on that's causing this anger? Because you can't make me angry. Angry right. and anger is my own choice. And fear is my own choice. And frustration is my own choice. And frustration is my own choice. Now, things cannot go well, but I don't have to blow up over it. I can step back and be like, okay, what's going on? But if I'm blowing up over it, or if it's so controlling me that I'm not making clear decisions, then that's when we have to step back and say, okay, it's time to deal with my own frustration, my own fear, my own anger. Sometimes that's getting counseling. Sometimes it's just sitting and talking about it in your team on what's the root cause of why is it such a big deal? Because it could be something as big as, listen, if this doesn't get fixed, we're not going to get our invoices paid and we're going to have to shut down. And those are pretty big deals. Well, Lisa, and you know what's amazing? I think sometimes if you can name it, it's almost like your brain just starts to solve it. It's like when, when you said that to me, I was sitting on the plane and it, you said it to me. And I, after I got off the, I was taken off from San Francisco and about five minutes into the flight, I thought, wow, I am just afraid. And it was almost like once I told myself the truth, it was almost like once I named it, it was easier for me to solve. And I think that's how your brain just, your brain goes to work on what it believes is true. And once I told myself the truth, then I could really deal with it. Almost like once you name it, you can solve it. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So the first thing we do when it's faulty processes and things just aren't going well and something needs to be fixed is we first deal with our own frustration, our own fear, our own anger, and we get down to the root of what's what's driving us, what's driving us to blow up or explode or to, you know, um, be hesitant even. And then the second one is to consider the environment. So consider the environment, consider the circumstances of what is going on in this particular situation, because life as we know it today is completely different than life as we knew it two years ago. We weren't going through a pandemic two years ago. Um, housing market wasn't skyrocketing. There was just a, a lot of things were different. And so there are certain things that we have absolutely no control over that have had direct effect on this, this situation or this circumstance in work or this circumstance in our team. And, you know, we have to kind of step back and not expect that things are the way they were two years ago. Yeah. Lisa, I mean, we call this when we're working with leaders is reading the room. Mm -hmm. And there's also this read the atmosphere, like read the circumstance right? and sort of be able to look outside of yourself and go, well, what's happening outside of me, right? That is really not even in my control right? and learning to be at peace with it. Absolutely. We're not saying don't just take whatever life gives you or just kind of lay down and let people walk over you. But there are circumstances out there. It's like, I, I'm not the center of the universe, even though mm -hmm. sometimes I think I am, mm -hmm. right? It's I'm not the, and so the world was here before I ever showed up. Right. And so I'm just, I'm just a part of it. Right. And, you know, so to kind of give an example of this is, so before COVID, 
you know, our accounts receivables was great. You know, everybody was paying. We were on a good communication link with all of our clients and with all of our um, events and everything, everything was humming along quite nicely. Well, then comes COVID and everybody has to shut down. Everybody cancels. So then we have all of these invoices that are sitting open and the date for payment has to be changed and delayed because it's payable upon completion. Well, it can't be completed. So we're bumping things out. And then pretty soon, you know, you go 12 months, you go 18 months and our whole, you know, accounts receivable is just, it's just all over the place because now things are starting to roll again and we're having to shuffle all of those things around. And so is it really that we are having a process problem? Or is it that the environment and the circumstance has caused something to rear its ugly head and we're, we have to just breathe, step back and kind of walk along, hold its hand until things kind of straighten out because the road all of a sudden is really crooked, but we know as things straighten out, it should be smooth rolling again. Yeah. And it's almost like the, the, that drama gap, that frustration gap is between expectation and reality. Now, we're not saying having low expectations and don't, you know, do your best, but there are some outside circumstances that you just have to take into account for. You can have such high expectations, but there are certain realities. And, you know, Lisa, we, we want to change reality, but you can't change it by being mad at it. You can't change it by being frustrated at it and being emotional at it. You have to step back and go, okay, just tell yourself the truth. Right. And so for us, we're like, okay, so what process do we need to fix? Because we have a faulty process because we've got this whole invoicing system is absolutely crazy. Well, is it really a faulty system or is it that we just went through COVID and the road got really bumpy and really curvy, you know? And so before you go and fix a process, you have to evaluate, okay, is it an something that's from the in environment or the circumstance that has impacted it. Yeah. So read the environment, read the environment. And then the third thing would be then to actually address the process. Once you've gone through and you've dealt with your emotions, you know, it's Which like, is really the first step. It was really the first step because if your kid is misbehaving, you can't yell and scream at them and affect and expect whatever it is that they're doing wrong to be fixed. You as a parent have to first take control of your emotions and actually figure out the problem, figure out what's going on so you can address it. And it's the same thing in a company. It's like, first, fix your emotions, figure out what the root is. Second, kind of discover, read the room, discover the unchangeables in the environment. And then once you kind of do all of that back-end research, then you can go through and you can fix the process. And so this is kind of interesting. So Reinhold Niebuhr, he wrote- I love that name. I know you do. Reinhardt. Reinhold. Reinhold. Yes. 1933. He is the one that wrote the serenity, what we know as the serenity prayer. And it is, as we all have heard, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's how it's all said today. And it's kind of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous has tied it, has tied it, but it originally was um, some it printed in a book. I think it was for like prayers for the armed forces or something like that back in the forties. Yeah, share this, Lisa, because this and, is so good. And so, this. what what you have to understand is serenity. I was thinking, you know, what really is serenity? Well, serenity is the state of being calm. It's the state of being peaceful, and it's the state of being untroubled. 
kind of like a Zen. It's kind of like a Zen. It's just like kind of floating through life. You know, you can have all kinds of stuff hit you and, and it's not going to ruffle your feathers. Right. It doesn't kind of like all the water in the world can't drown you as long as it doesn't get in your boat. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, so the original prayer that he wrote, this prayer of calmness is father, give us the courage to change what must be altered the serenity or the peacefulness to accept what cannot be helped and the insight to know one from the other. And I thought this was really good in dealing with faulty processes because first we have to accept what cannot be changed. You know, we deal with our emotions, we deal with our stuff, and then we go through and we figure out, okay, what is it that can't be changed? We cannot change the pandemic And we cannot change that we have had all of these engagements, these changes in invoices and changes in dates. And it's not a smooth rolling machine because of the pandemic. We can't change that. And then it's the insight to know the one from the other. And we can't know one from the other when our minds are angry and frustrated. We have to deal with our emotions, deal with our frustrations to kind of take out that, that abstract feelings and deal with the concrete of, okay, what can be changed and what is just a product of the environment and what's part of reading the room. And then we can have the courage to change those and step through and adjust those processes. Yeah. That's so good, Lisa. And, you know, I I was sticking through this whole situation in the last six months. If, If I wouldn't have been so frustrated and just been able to sort of step back a little bit and deal with my own stuff, we probably could have solved our issue a little bit easier. Probably faster. quicker and faster, right? So think about how much time do we waste? How much energy do we burn when we're in these emotions, when we're in the drama? And that's what we're talking about at the Drama Free Living Podcast, right? How do we get out of the drama? Because it really hurts our efficiency. It hurts our results. We we don't get to the solutions as fast as we really could because we're not dealing with our own stuff. And then we create so many casualties along the way. Which is even worse, right? Is mm-hmm. think about what do we do to people around us, to team members, I mean, do we destroy their confidence? Do we sort of disengage them? Do we lose them? See, and a lot of times, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, they left you, they didn't leave the job, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, know, I don't want people to leave me, right? I mean, if you leave the job and you want to go do something else, I totally get that. I just don't want people to leave me. Hmm, is that a fear to be addressed? <laughs> it might be, it might be, but right. But I, I mean, it's fine if you leave, but I mean, I don't want it to be because of how you were led. Right. Yeah. Or how you were treated. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, we always want people to leave us better than when they came with us. So we don't have people problems. We have process problems. True. And then when we start to do deal with our process problems, first look at ourselves, deal with our fears and frustrations and our angers, deal with the emotions that are kind of driving us. So we can't look at things logically. Yeah. Try to get yourself right before you get the circumstance, right? Or the situation, right? Right. And then you have to consider the environment, consider what's going on, read the room and find out, okay, is this truly a process problem? Or is this something that has happened as a result of something that we have no control over? And sometimes there is still a process that needs to be changed as a result. And sometimes those things can help us tweak them, but it might not need a whole overhaul. Yeah. So know the atmosphere. Know the atmosphere. And then finally, you can actually address the process. Wah! Address it, fix it. Fix it, but fix yourself first and evaluate what's truly going on. Because ultimately we want to walk in what is calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Yeah. So I think really like when you share this with 
me, Lisa, um, and on my plane flight, I thought, okay, I have to fix myself. And I think at the core, that's what we just want to share with people is mm-hmm. that when you're frustrated, you know, first look at yourself, fix yourself first. You don't have to live with frustration. You can have peace and joy. Yeah. And, you know, I think we always need to be working on ourselves. There's always something to kind of be working on, fixing on. And rather than just kind of putting it out there and blaming the process or other people. Yeah. So what are you going to do to work on yourself? It's a great question. And before you fix the process, think about fully evaluate the environment and yourself. Awesome. Lisa, this has been fun. I'm I'm a better leader because of it. I'm a better leader. I'm a better husband. I think I'm a better person because of the question. So I appreciate you uh, asking me the question and giving me a whole uh, plane flight from the West Coast to think about the question. That was pretty strategic, wasn't it? You were. You were. I think you knew what you were doing. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Hey, listen, this has been fun. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.